0: We go and grab
1: a quick bite, we watch a movie then fight, we're the Fast
0: Food Film
1: Friends. You're listening to Fast Food Film Friends, the show that has two main characters with roughly the same build, very little character development, and that just comes back every once in a while for another cash grab. This week we'll be talking about Frozen 2, while eating Starbucks Holiday Turkey Panini. That is right, Nathan, and from IMDb, the plot summary of Frozen 2 reads as follows. Anna, Elsa, Anna? I've been Anna. told I say it incorrectly. It is Anna. Anna, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. And from
0: Starbucks.com, the Holiday Turkey Panini features a generous portion of sliced turkey breast topped with cranberry herb stuffing and turkey gravy. Served warm on toasted Shabbat bread.
1: I gotta say, I'm a big fan of the you know, leftover Thanksgiving casserole where you kind of do a layer of everything. I'm a big fan of these sandwiches. I think Potbelly used to have a really good one. Panera might have too, actually. But I am pretty excited for this.
0: We're recording this two days before Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like we're having pre-leftovers. Yeah. And then having actual food and then post-leftovers. It's a good way to sandwich Thanksgiving. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was reading about how this year uh less families than ever before are projected to eat a traditional turkey dinner. Like hmm. more people are branching out to other cuisines. Yeah, do you think that maybe sandwiches like the Starbucks panini have are in part to thank for that because everyone's going to Starbucks instead? That's uh, probably it that's probably it. You know, I like to wake up,
1: get my whole family in the car, head over to Starbucks for a nice relaxed whole afternoon sitting there just eating one sandwich. I think that's... everyone gets a seven dollar drink. That's right. That's right. And that's it for the whole day because it's too expensive for anything else.
0: So typically before you and I dig into our grub, we do a segment called Nimble News Mm -hmm. where we review all things new as quickly as we can do, of course. Mm -hmm. But Kevin, since we're recording this a couple days before Thanksgiving and we're having ourselves a a festive feast tonight, what Mm -hmm. do you say we do a slightly different segment called Thimble Thanks? I think I remember this
1: from last year, Nathan, and I think it's a great idea. Thimble Thanks is the part of the show where we take a step back from the hustle and bustle of the holiday season and express a little gratitude for the things that make life worth
0: living. Nathan, are you ready? Yeah, I am. Why don't you kick it off over there, big man? I want to thank Little Debbie for putting out those scrumptious Christmas tree cakes year after year. I don't quite understand why cutting things into the shape of Christmas trees makes them taste so much better, but it sure does. And Kevin, I think you and I should try doing that with all the food we eat for the rest of the year. I agree. I've got a cookie cutter, so we're set.
1: I am thankful for Nathan. Not because of this podcast or anything associated with that, but because he made me see the movie At Astra in theaters. I cannot tell you how absolutely amazed I was seeing this on the big screen. This movie, if you missed it, I cannot recommend it enough. It will not be the same as it was in theaters. But without Nathan pushing me to see it and promising to watch my favorite movie so far, Dog Man which he still will. I never would have seen this on the big screen. So Nathan, you did one thing right.
0: Thank you. I'm thankful to have discovered my new favorite interview series called Actors on Actors.
1: (gasps) I was going to do one on
0: this. It's produced by Variety and PBS. And for each episode, they pair together two actors who are part of the awards season buzz in a given year. Like some recent pairings are Brad Pitt and Adam Sandler or Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. My personal favorite so far that I've seen is Timothy Chalamet and Emma Stone from last year. And they just have these two people sit down in a room, no journalists or interviewers are there, and they just chat about their work and their experiences. And as someone who loves listening to artists talk about their craft, it's so refreshing to hear these larger-than-life people have real down-to-earth conversations with their peers who can actually relate to them. It's basically a non-creepy way of eavesdropping on interesting people while they share personal connections, and I enjoy that very much.
1: I am surprisingly thankful for Amazon. Not because they can get me anything I want in nearly a day or two, but because they approved and made the series The Boys. I finally finished season one, and the ending left me with a hole in my body the size of Montana's sky. The show goes places and covers things that most networks would 100% avoid. It's not for everyone. It's got some gore, some language, some sex. The only way I feel like I can describe this show accurately is by describing it as Stefan from SNL. This show has everything. Haley Joe Osman, Men with gills, politics, laser eyes, Sandusky, Ohio, controversy, invisible people, a Frenchman describing the difference between stirring baking ingredients and folding them to make a spongier cake, regeneration, bulletproof people, American flag capes, pageant moms, dads who want to watch a show with you, Simon Pegg, Gus from Breaking Bad, foot races, and surprisingly a nice message and moral.
0: I'm thankful for heat. Not the movie or the NBA team, just the pure sensation of warmth. I take heat for granted throughout most of the year, but when the holiday season comes around, and my nose gets red, and my hands get dry, it just makes me so happy to be alive in a time when civilization is advanced enough to allow me to crank up my thermostat as high as I want. Because paying for the utility bill is a problem for a future Nathan to deal with.
1: I am thankful for the wonderful man who is Taika Waititi. Not only has he made some of the most original and funniest series on Earth, but his new film, Jojo Rabbit, might be one of the most well-written films of the year, if not the decade. The soundtrack, acting costumes, cinematography, all top quality. I have not been so moved from a film in a very long time. The quote at the end of this film by Rilke, I think, just gave me a kind of a whole new outlook on life. And this movie is something I think everyone should
0: see in today's very tumultuous world. I want to give thanks to the creators of the Netflix series, The End of the Effing World. It's a very dark British comedy about two high school owners whose lives become intertwined, and the visual style is basically like Wes Anderson meets Tarantino. I loved the first season when it premiered a couple of years ago, and it felt like a very complete one season story which made me very skeptical when I recently saw that a second season had been released. I hate when showrunners create follow-up seasons of a show just for the sake of creating more content rather than just letting it end on a high note, but I'm happy to say the second season is even better than the first. It introduces compelling new characters, the plot goes places I did not expect, and it builds upon the events of the first season without feeling like it's spending too much time looking back, and that balance is all too rare in television these days. I am thankful
1: for Isabel Hubert. Not many people will know that name, but she plays Greta in the 2019 film, Greta. She is so amazing at playing both a calm, collected, wealthy woman and an absolute, complete psychopath. Her movements, expressions, vocality, they cover the whole range. A casual friend going to a complete stalker is such an insane situation. And it has made me so weary of strangers and really opened my eyes to the good network of people I have around me who I can actually trust. And for that,
0: I'm thankful. I'm grateful for podcasts, not only because this medium is my primary source of income, but also because I don't know what on earth I would do if I had to listen to my own inner thoughts all day. And a very special thanks goes out to you, our listeners, who allow Kevin and I to replace the thoughts in your head, too. Sadly, Thanksgiving's coming up quick, and we don't
1: have any more time to give thanks before the big day. So, Nathan, how about you say we dive into these Starbucks Turkey Day sandwiches? Let's do it. So, Nathan, first thing that I'm getting from this is, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, your family puts leftovers away. You open the fridge the next day and you're like, man, a piece of turkey sounds nice right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe you microwave it. Maybe you put it in the oven, but you get that really dry turkey smell. It's a smell that's not moist, fresh out of the oven turkey. It's turkey that has been probably sitting out for a while or that is overbaked. And that is the dominant smell coming out
0: of this sandwich. That's exactly. Not only the smell, the look. It looks like reheated turkey. It does. It probably is. (laughs) So give me a size approximation. I'm going to say. About a deck and a half of cards. (laughs) It's the size of like. like Two better
1: than that. Two better than that.
0: um, I'm going to say
1: two and a half inches wide. I'm going to say like an iPhone 6S probably. (laughs) But like three stacked on top of each other. I'm going to say, if you were a stonemason and had your standard brick and chipped about a fourth of it off, and then cut it about a third horizontally,
0: it'd probably be about that size. I'm going to say, I think it was in 96, Nokia's Generation 2 mm. uh, cell phone yeah. was about, th- this hand feel yeah. is about right in terms yeah. of size. If it's I put, not- up, if I put it up my face, let's try this. Mm. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Minus the antenna, probably spot on.
0: What's a waste no more time and eat these.
1: Let's go. What? I want to kind of look under the hood before we dive. in.
0: All right, let's go for it.
1: Oh man, that's sad. That's real sad. Okay, I mean, yours looks less sad than mine.
0: I don't think this looks that bad. Like it's it's not like it's not like there's turkey and stuffing to the brim, but like it's pretty decent portions. Ca- I will say the sandwiches were like six bucks,
1: which is sad. The cranberries are what's disappointing to me. This isn't cranberry sauce; it's just craisins that they put in here, basically. Correct. Basically,
0: yeah, which is
1: upsetting. Because I like a good cranberry
0: sauce. It's cranberry herb stuffing is the exact wording from the description. Oh, so I think that so they counted it's as all kind of one stuffing. thing. Yeah,
1: Those weasels. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Well, I should be done chewing this by after Thanksgiving, so that's good.
0: Man, this is insanely dry. hmm you need the cranberry sauce, I'm telling you. Like, they have no sauce. Put some gravy. There is supposed to be gravy on this. Oh, my God. Turkey gravy is part of the description. What's, like, inspect this closer? Do you think... Is there... I don't see any gravy. There's no way there's gravy on this. It's not even, like... Maybe the top? Maybe it's just really soaked in? I think maybe just a little bit I've got on mine. Clearly not enough. Not enough at all. Now, we were we were just talking about how much we value Thanksgiving leftovers, which mm-hmm. is... Again, it's this kind of thing. But, like, this is worse. This is...
1: Have we ever liked something we've eaten from Starbucks? I don't
0: think This is have. only our second time, and definitely not. <laughs> our first time was the uh, sous vide egg bites. It sure was. Which I think won our award for worst food item
1: last year. It was terrible. Yeah. Honestly terrible. And this might. This is another frontrunner for Starbucks for worst
0: food. This and is quite disappointing. It's just, like, I can barely get through this bite. It's, it honestly is a struggle.
1: Like... It is so dry, and there's so, it's like a baguette with dry turkey on it and then dry-ass stuffing and, like, one craisin.
0: I never get, like, food from Starbucks. So I don't know if this bread is just par for the course for them, but, man, it is—it's a chore to work through. Mm-hmm. Do you think Starbucks buys its sandwiches
1: pre-made like this and just microwaves them from some other company? They have to, right?
0: I really, really doubt that. I mean, maybe the bread isn't fresh. Maybe the bread is— they got this two days ago or something. I don't know, but, like...
1: This is, like, a sandwich off of an airplane in Coach. <laughs> maybe... Is there anything worse than Coach? Like, is there <laughs> any worse... Than, like, if you were in the bathroom and just asked, like, anybody for a sandwich, this is what I would expect they would bring you. Seems like it's been at 30,000 feet for a while trying. I would
0: expect a slightly different texture, maybe, <laughs> on an airplane bathroom. Mm. In the middle, I did just kind of hit a moist spot, but still, so so dry. From what I can tell... I think the MVP here... Probably there's a VP. I don't think there's an M involved. No. The only valuable player... OVP. ...is the stuffing. Yeah. Like, the stuffing is, is decent. It's fine. hmm But everything else about this is just... The stuffing
1: contains moisture, which is good. Exactly. Because the rest is literally, like, eating sand.
0: I'm imagining, like, if, this, if these same innards were in, like, a much better, less dry and brittle bread... Yeah. Like, a nice... Supple loaf or something. I think this could be a, this, I think this could be an all right sandwich, but this bread is just this. Really, I mean, you you throw this bread around much of anything, it's not going to be good to begin with. You throw it around this turkey, it's going to be pretty bad.
1: I think supple loaf is my new favorite phrase from this show, by the way, because that is just a treat, just an absolute treat. Unlike <laughs> this, which is not a treat, not at all. Also, like we spent six bucks each on these, that's twelve bucks. We could have had twelve cheeseburgers. We could have yeah. had. Endless chicken nuggets. Thousands.
0: A few more Popeye sandwiches. Oh, man. You want to go? You want to just skip (laughs) this episode?
1: Your mouth almost becomes accustomed to the dryness. Like, my body now knows when I go in for a bite for this. It's like, get send all the saliva. We need all the help we can get. And it seems to be easier as you go. But that first bite was so bone dry.
0: I will say also, I think it's that when you take a bite that doesn't include the edges Mm -hmm. of the bread crust... It's much better because it's not...
1: It's tolerable.
0: It's not like this rawhide texture. I think Imagine. the middle is both where there's more stuffing and where the bread is softer, so...
1: The corners are like just... If you, have you ever taken a bite of a cowboy boot? That's essentially what it's like. It's like doing that, but spur first. Mm. If you do get a chunk of that dried turkey on the face, you're going to bleed.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Starbucks food as a whole because we've been very let down twice. Mm. I'd say extremely let down. you think there's stuff... Pairs better with their drinks?
1: It is a form of moisture, so I would assume yes. <laughs> if you uh,
0: dunk this in literally any liquid...
1: Do they sell just like a, a vente gravy? Because that would <laughs> probably be pretty good. I Should have thought of that. Dunk this into any type of gravy, it'd be so much better. Really let down. It's hard to mess up Thanksgiving leftover things.
0: If you'll recall, last year for our Thanksgiving episode, we had Potbelly's and Sandwich. Mm. Also one of the worst things we've ever had on the show. <laughs>
1: That was one of the most misrepresented
0: things I think we've ever yeah. seen. This is, as far as visuals go, this Starbucks sandwich is represented pretty accurately.
1: Yep. It's just you expect bread to be soft when you see it in a picture. I mean, I'm telling you, and you're not aware of this, but the reason we had to wait a little while to record tonight, I got a massage. I came straight from the massage. I'm all oiled up still, so I'm ready for the episode. But my neck, I had a lot of tension in my neck. You worked it out. And now that I've chewed on this... I'm going to have to go right back tomorrow to get another session because this neck, my neck is all out of sorts now from my job working overtime on this.
0: I'm going to assume this means that we're not doing our post-episode massages that we usually do? No, it's kind of an add-on for me. Got to get that food down there somehow. I don't understand how it's so dry.
1: To be fair, also, you pick this up from Starbucks at 6 o'clock at night. What's wrong with that? Well, I'm just saying they probably prep their sandwiches more around lunchtime. They're not really a dinner
0: destination.
1: That is certainly not our fault.
0: It doesn't excuse the terrible
1: quality of this sandwich, but maybe the bread got a little stale. Somehow. They're
0: open at 6 p.m., therefore they better have some edible sandwiches at 6 p.m.
1: Well, I don't think anybody's arguing that, as we are both almost done with these terrible things.
0: You know what I just realized? Hmm. You know how people use the word gravy to describe things that are like good. easy or good? Yeah. Yeah. That's because that gravy is the secret ingredient to, to all good things. You just add gravy to it. Good food, good love life, good
1: health. I mean, what else do you need? It's all gravy. It's a three C's. There's a literal pile of dust on my plate below where I was eating this sandwich. Normally, I'm a guy who's going to go down there, but to my plate, pick up the droppings, make one last bite. You know, if I'm eating Taco Bell, I'm bringing that paper right up to my mouth and going and sucking up whatever's left, whatever's falling out of my taco. I'm leaving all this. It's rare. I was raised by a man who wanted a clean plate and get to leave things like this. So it's, it hurts me to do this, but it, I think it would hurt my mouth more to put it into my mouth.
0: I think you and I can go grab a, a Hoover, a Dyson, mm. suck all these crumbs up, mm-hmm, stick some straws in the bag, right. you know, and that'd be about the last bite right there.
1: Or we can take it, chop back it all up, like you said, and then add a little water, and then we could probably make a nice picture frame because it's basically <laughs> sawdust.
0: Maybe a birdhouse. I do not think I'm going to finish my last bite because it's going to wreak havoc on my chompers. I want to hear it on the microphone. Get that corner. Nathan left the corner. Oh.
1: <laughs> we got a mouthful of snail shells there. A little less cargo. Shell on. Wow. Now, speaking of large corporate entities who put out garbage
0: just to make money,
1: what did you think of this movie?
0: You know what? I like this movie. I liked Frozen 2. Let me ask you this. So, like... I don't think there's any uh, more universally loved thing by kids today than Frozen. You've got a six-year-old. <laughs> got but is a your, seven-year-old, thank you very much. You've got a seven-year-old. Yeah. Is your son, like, has is Frozen been the thing that he's liked all yep. growing up, or is it just kind of there?
1: It's just kind of there for him. He was never caught up in the Frozen craze, I have to say. He would much rather, he likes Pokemon Transformers a lot more than Frozen. But obviously Frozen One when it first came out. Broke records of every kind Not only for movies, but for toys sold For outfits and clothes and pajamas Things like that sold Everything Frozen blew up uh, And it was had a cult following And I have to say, my opinion on Frozen 1 Eh, like it's fine It's a good movie, yeah But like, Princess and the Frog is better, for example I think most other Disney movies are better than Frozen So I never understood What all the love was for For these movies I didn't get it myself I don't know did you like Frozen 1, too?
0: I, I think that mm. I'm kind of on the same page as you and that I think it's one of my less favorite Disney animated mm. movies in recent years. But, but I, yeah, I enjoy it. And I for me, personally, I think that a couple great songs and Olaf are, like, yeah. the saving grace of that movie. Like, that's what... I think those are, personally, what made it the kind of movie that I actually, like, watched multiple times and actually remembered oh, yeah. through the years. Yeah. And so, my question to you is this. Like, this series has so much... Of cultural relevance, obviously the sequel was inevitable.
1: Yeah. Do you absolutely. think
0: that Frozen Two is good enough to keep this property's relevance going, like for years to come, or do you think that this series is going to kind of slowly fade away? Maybe there will be a third movie, but they'll just it'll it'll do worse, and they'll just eventually kind of I definitely think fall by the, the wayside. I side. think
1: they will probably make a third. This one did break some records. I mean, it's top of the box office in a big way, um, but I don't think this did anything exciting or new anything at all i thought this movie was so bland the entire time and granted this was one of the most distracted movie theater experiences i've had in my entire life we went at 11 and 15 a.m on a sunday i think we both knew what we were in Oh, uh, i did not understand how distracted. it was like strobe lights going off they had kids <laughs> with light up shoes kicking seats in front of them it was every- one family had about six kids and gave them each their individual bag of popcorn. I assume the bag was made out of aluminum foil based off how loud they were. It was so distracting. And even then, I was still, you know, I, I didn't like I normally do. I didn't get upset. I tried to power through it. I was like, I'm going to focus on the movie. There was even a guy in front of me watching the Bears game on his phone. And I'm a Bears fan. And I didn't even look at it because I was like, I'm going to block you out. I'm going to look. I'm going to tilt my head a little bit. And then it's out of my frame of view. And I'm going to check the score a few minutes. to be the bigger man and just enjoy the movie. And then there was nothing to enjoy in this movie. I, uh, nothing. Like I didn't the only thing I enjoyed in this movie is the tiny blue lizard jumping. That was the only thing I enjoyed in this movie. And that's other a cute than that, guy. no good new songs. Olaf is fine in this. Uh the reindeer, baby reindeer also very cute. I'll give them that. And that's like that's all I I was like the second they showed the dam and like, "Oh. I just think the plot was given away early. And granted, it's a kid's movie, so they probably didn't connect the dots as quickly as a almost 30-year-old man did. Um, but it's definitely not good enough to warrant Frozen 4, 5, 6. Uh, I think maybe Frozen 3, just as a last little, let's rake this in and get some more merch out. But other than that, like I don't see it getting good reviews. I don't see it being like a, a standalone sequel, like some
0: sequels can be. You don't see it being like as rewatchable <laughs> as the first one?
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's nothing like you in frozen one you have let it go you have in summertime i don't know what the name like of the
0: do you want to build a snowman do you want to build yeah. a
1: snowman there's none
0: of those in this i i will say i think that the music in terms of like quality the music i think is almost as good in this one but it's not as catchy Mm-mm. like there's i kept waiting for the moment where it was like oh like are they gonna have a new let it go are they gonna have a new do you want to build a snowman and like i can i felt like they were kind of trying to go for those they were kind of trying to recreate yeah. those kind of feels but at no point where I was I like oh this is a song that I want to listen to again yeah.
1: I think like all the songs in this film are so plot specific and kind of like advancing the narrative more so than being catchy and like repeatable it's more like I'm in this situation what will I do and it's just like that for the entire movie and, and I don't know it seems like everyone's kind of solo in this movie a lot too, singing their songs
0: like by themselves yeah. it's just I wasn't into it it's the story is like It's kind of this, like, epic fantasy. It's a much, much bigger scale than the last one. And, like, it kind of opens up the world of Frozen to, like, new places and new ideas. But, like, I don't think it loses sight of, like, the importance of the characters, but it's really about Elsa's backstory. Yeah. And, like, I I will say, like, I think it did kind of, like, flesh out her background. It didn't feel like they were, like, retconning anything or, like, Mm backtracking. It just, like, it does make her character more interesting. Like, I think that it makes her a... It gives her more depth, I think, does but, it, though? but because like, I, I feel like it had a lot of it set out to cover a lot of plot and a lot of character development, kind of, and so because of that, the other aspects of it kind of suffered. I don't
1: think it does plot wise. It I don't even understand why they need to know the source of her nonsense.
0: Like, no, you're right. I don't. It, I, I'm not saying that these are questions I was asking. Like, this yeah. is. I don't think the entire narrative is like a, a really engrossing story, but. It does try to do a lot more. It is more of like a fantasy story.
1: That's for sure. It is. It is. And there are like, there are some cool bits of animation that I did enjoy, but like when you find out kind of Elsa's deal, it's kind of like cool. Like it's not like a, doesn't open up any new storylines, you know, you can say like it's, it kind (laughs) of,
0: I I would, we're going to, we're going to spoilers. We're going to talk about that. I personally think that they are specifically opening up this world to introduce more characters who are more like supernatural elements because I, I think they're trying to get uh, there. We can get there, though. Like,
1: okay, I see what you're saying there. That could be, that could be. And uh, I don't know. I was just, maybe, and because Frozen 1 I wasn't that wild about, maybe I went into Frozen 2 thinking like, I'm going to get this one, I'm going to be on board, this, I'm going to be with everyone else this time. And then
0: I was just kind of like... Nah. I mean, another thing that I found surprising and that I liked is that there's quite a bit of self-aware humor like they reference specifically how annoying let it go became or like kind of how cheesy the story the first one was like Mm -hmm. they straight up acknowledge those things and there's even like early on there's like olaf because olaf is just like existential i love the entire time that is
1: one facet of this film that i love is olaf going through like an existential crisis because he's been around for so long i loved it it was good but i feel like they could have taken it so much farther and done so much more with it than, like, six offhanded comments. Like, they could have had him in putting himself in these ridiculous situations and doing weird things other than just, like, sings one song kind of about it and then makes, like, six comments that are funny, but it's like, that is such a great idea for him. Mm -hmm. And you could have had him, like, go buy a red Corvette or something, or, like, go through a midlife crisis, like, really stereotypically. I feel like they could have done a lot more. Uh, But I did like that. I did like him.
0: I think that he's one of the many characters in this movie that just... He kind of does take the back seat Mm to Elsa. Yeah. And and, I think you're right. Like, literally everything that comes out of Olive's mouth in this movie, Mm -hmm. I found to be really funny. Mm -hmm. I think he's wonderful, possibly even, like, better than he was in the first one. But, like, yeah, he doesn't doesn't really do much. It's not that he did that much in the first one. He is kind of... He's just a supporting character. Yeah. But... And I did, like, early on, he kind of, like... I forget what the context was, but he, like, looks at the screen... And like says something about like the audience looking older, and like I, I do like how the movie kind of is trying to tackle like maturity itself, and not just becoming mature, but also the misconceptions of becoming mature. I really, really like the Olaf song when he mentions yes. like you know everything will make sense yeah, well, when I'm older, and he's like listing all the things that obviously to no one makes sense, yep, but yep. he was like, yeah, I'll get it someday.
1: Well, and it's a great, it's great you know as everyone who's seen this movie i assume has seen the first frozen it's like you know how wrong he is about his in the summertime song and it's a perfect pairing of like he is absolutely wrong about this too it's the same it's almost like to the same tune and like it's he gets it completely wrong and i do that song was good yes but like
0: do more do more with him like i don't need see uh, uh, real quick i want to say so, I, I would say, like, all right, I want more Olaf. I want, like, something standalone for Olaf. Did you ever see... Oh, uh, the series? No, it, I mean, it was a single... I don't know if you'd call it a short film. It was, like, 25 minutes long yeah. called Olaf's Frozen Adventure. And it was... They screened it before Coco. Because oh. they there was not a Pixar short that played before Coco. Yeah. Instead, Disney attached a 25-minute long short, quote-unquote short, more of a medium, yeah. about yeah. Olaf, and it was horrible. No, there's no way it was the same writers. It had to have been different writers. It was absolutely terrible. Oh, I'm so not funny. That there was story going to sucked, and it was like they're making everyone sit through. And because it, it was, what was that, two years ago? I think they were just kind of yeah. trying to keep the brand aware. Coco was long too.
1: Coco was like, an yeah, it was. Ar- long, it was man.
0: already kind of long. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, everyone's thinking, oh, I'm gonna get some little five minute Pixar thing. No, it was this terrible Frozen thing. So I think. I would like more of Olaf only if it's done right.
1: Yes. Well, obviously I would prefer him not to be done wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. This movie just seemed, it seemed pointless to me. Like it seemed like this should be a third of a movie. Like it is the things that happen in it are, I think the pace is really slow. I think like the final outcome and final, there's not even like a reveal or anything like that, but it's like,
0: cool. there is, but we pretty much see it coming.
1: Yes. And it's like, I don't. It just seemed like they they didn't do much in this movie. Like they hung around the forest and walked. Ninety percent of this movie is just one of the characters walking through the woods, and then it's walking through snow, and then it's trying to walk on water, and it's like great. But I don't know. It's just really underwhelmed. Like normally things are so imaginative and inventive, and I feel like they didn't. They just used things from old Disney movies for this. Like oh spirits of the forest and things like that like nothing new was in this movie other than a sick ass horse uh which is one of the other few things that i liked but uh, the horse was cool the horse was cool horse was very cool
0: i will say you mentioned the water also the horses he found in in the water in terms of the animation for the most part it looks just like a slightly upgraded version of frozen like the animation doesn't look much different but i will say the water i think that disney invested a lot into the development of like water animation for moana Mm-hmm. And because of that, they were able to kind of use that kind of stuff for yeah. this because the water does look pretty amazing. That
1: is the scene when Elsa is kind of fighting the ocean, you could say, trying to get across it, that is astoundingly beautiful. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like, the this, the simulations that they're using to get that water to look so realistic is mind-blowing. But other than that, yeah, you're right. It's it's. I don't even think it looks better than the first Frozen. Like, it seems like they use the same characters in this, like the same renders. It. I don't know. Do more. Do more, Disney. You're just not
0: who's not doing enough disney you know do a little more i feel like structurally with frozen 2 they tried to kind of take a page out of toy story 2's playbook because you think about what that movie is about it's really about mostly about giving depth to woody's backstory yeah, yeah and it's also true. about him going far away and it's like a much bigger scale think of like the toy barn like the airport yeah. like it's much more vast yeah. And the characters do spend a significant amount of time separated. In Toy walking. Story Two, and so and walk, <laughs> and so I think they were they were trying to go for that because Toy Story Two I think is one of the best animated sequels, possibly one of the best sequels period, like of all time.
1: Watch it, Incredibles Two. Watch your mouth, please. Um, no, I, I agree, but but again, I think on that same note, they are just reusing things and storytelling devices and character types from old movies, like they're name something new in this movie like there's nothing and Frozen itself when it first came out was like such a cool new idea and then it was just like well let's just kind of take that new idea and then fill it with all of our old tropes and things like that and then make this second movie and it like they took a long time how many years were between these films
0: I think it was six years
1: do better you got six years I mean I don't know it's just
0: I will say If you have not seen this movie, and you plan to watch it at any point, there is an after credits scene, and it's delightful. It is delightful, because guess who's in it?
1: The only delightful character. (laughs)
0: Uh, Woody.
1: Yeah. No, there is. I I think, again, he's the standout. He's the standout. Olaf's the standout of the show. Him describing the first Frozen movie is what I wish I would have seen instead of the first (laughs) Frozen movie, and him kind of laying out the second frozen movie is what i wish i would have seen of the
0: second frozen it's movie. also very reminiscent of if you remember from the ant-man movies the uh what's his name michael peña his character who like oh yes. who like rattles off like these events yes. to catch you up yes. it's a very similar kind of thing yeah all the best things about this movie are very much stolen from other disney owned things yeah. though so i guess they're not gonna get sued no no <laughs>
1: not uh, it's hard to sue a snowman for a michael peña impression but
0: do you have anything else to say before we uh, move on to spoilers
1: Wait for it to come out on Disney Plus, folks, because this ain't worth seeing in the theater, especially with 17 screaming kids around you, 19 bathroom breaks, and five pairs of light-up shoes completely distracting you from seeing it.
0: I thought the movie was good, but I agree with your recommendation wholeheartedly. I think uh, watch it in the comfort of your own home. Mm -hmm. But
1: Nathan, let's jump into our spoiler snack segment, but before that, I think we need to hear a word
0: from our sponsor. For some partners, finding the right form of birth control can be tough. Some can be uncomfortable, others cost too much money, or maybe they come with unwanted side effects. That's why we're excited to announce an affordable brand of birth control that works for everyone, called MOSAM, which stands for Matinee Opening Weekend Showings of Animated Movies. We guarantee that after just one dose of MOSAM, you and your partner won't have to worry about a surprise bun in the oven for the next 8 to 10 weeks, because the best way to prevent pregnancy is to spend time with a large group of insufferable toddlers. And for a double dosage of contraception, just pick a seat directly in front of a kid whose legs are long enough to easily kick the back of your chair. The FDA has yet to approve MoSAM, but what do they know anyway? Try MoSAM today.
1: And we're back. Nathan is grabbing our spoiler snacks. Uh, Seemingly out of the fridge, it looked like or sounded like. He's told me to close my eyes as he delivers what I assume to be some nasty refrigerated
0: item. So, Kevin, please keep your eyes closed. They're closed. Um, Is it? Um, what's the name of this movie? <laughs> frozen. Now, you famously are a, a big fan of frozen beverages. Oh, Every time them. I get a frozen beverage for this show, you just tell me, bring me more.
1: It's either overloaded cotton candy flavor or pumpkin frozen shit. There's nothing in between, and I hate them all so much. Give me like a standard icy one time and i'll be i'll be somewhat happy why don't you uh open your eyes the pink sparkles on top make me think that it is cotton candy or something tl toasted wekmo frap
0: <laughs> i love the abbreviations they use
1: wait, wait wait let me try and figure it out tote
0: what's it? giving it a sniff <sighs> what are you picking up on what notes
1: i have a sinus infection right now so mainly snot it smells like a sugar cookie I guess that's
0: just the sprinkles on top that typically go on top of a sugar cookie. I don't know. We are having ourselves some toasted white chocolate mocha frappuccinos. Oh, my God. Which is their currently featured frozen blended drink at Starbucks. Uh, Let's get us some straws and suck these up. (laughs) Shockingly, this has uh,
1: 71 grams of carbs in it. This is a beverage. Uh, I just (laughs) want to remind people that. Also, 440 calories,
0: so that's good. So, I, for one, do not drink coffee whatsoever. Never, ever drink coffee. Yeah, I've only had it in any form a handful of times in my life. And I don't, like, hate it when I drink it, but I don't really need the benefits of it. So, I would rather not drink it often rather not become addicted at all mm-hmm. because I don't want to have to drink it. Yeah. So, my opinion of, like, the Starbucks brand in my mind is not really... You know, I, I don't. I don't really know much about their coffee, and so yeah. I just assume because everyone else seems to like their coffee that clearly this is a, a, a high class establishment. This is a, a better grade of quality, and so after having such a, such a disappointing sandwich, I hope that this is a delicious drink.
1: Well, a I don't think people think Starbucks quality of coffee is really that good. It's all the sugary shit they put on top of it gotcha. that makes their drinks taste good. This so will, this should be perfect. This will probably be. Great for you. Right up your alley, and you will be awake for the next two days. Um, Shockingly, I just looked up the nutritional value of the sandwich we just ate, and it's got about the same amount of carbs and about the same amount of calories as this beverage we're about to drink.
0: Well balanced.
1: Very well, perfectly balanced meal. (laughs) That's why people go to Starbucks right there, because it tastes fucking great. God, I did so good at not swearing up until this point. It's so good. And this the, is an R-rated movie, so we fine. It's, it's just, like, that is delicious. It's, it's delicious. It's very good. It's a perfect blend of coffee, cream, chocolate, whatever the hell else is in this thing. I could drink six of these. I could drink this every day. It's so delightful and refreshing.
0: It is quite tasty. It will say, if this is a blind taste test, I would not be able to guess any of these adjectives. No. Not Like at all. white chocolate, toasted, None of that means anything. Well, that's like, all just I'm not bullshit. It's what is toasted in here? Nothing.
1: Look at those in the toaster. The person serving it to you, maybe. But other than that, nothing <laughs> in this drink is toasted. Ninety-five milligrams of caffeine. So that's about a cup of small cup of joe. Uh, it's a good thing we're recording at one a.m. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be up, man. You have had ca- I now. I have not had coffee probably in a couple months. Uh, one day I did, but I like don't drink it regularly anymore, so I'll probably be up for a while as well now with this, which is great, because it's one in the morning. Watch the sunrise with me. Well, hopefully our massages will take us to, to morning. So I do just want to see what these ingredients are here. Number one ingredient, can you guess? This is why they're making money. Let's see. As far as I know, coffee is mostly made up of garbanzo beans. Nope, incorrect. The number one ingredient in this drink, ice. Just straight up frozen water. My second guess was sprinkles. Second is milk, so there goes my stomach for the night. And then coffee frappuccino syrup, which is mainly sugar, then coffee, and then whipped cream. And then, oh, here's where the toasted comes in. Toasted white chocolate mocha sauce. Wow.
0: I mean, I, I like it. I like what I'm putting in my mouth right now. I do too, but I just, I know my body won't. Uh, if, I, if I, like, needed this caffeine on a daily basis, I would probably go broke. Buying things See, like this
1: This is, Here's what I don't understand though is like People are like oh, I need my caffeine And they buy something like this for how much is this I don't even want to know
0: It was at least $5 God.
1: And it's like drink a thing of plain black coffee for a buck From Dunkin Donuts Or if you really need caffeine that badly There are caffeine pills that you can take Like pop a cup of coffee in your mouth Instead of putting in 18 million pounds of sugar and cream I'd probably coat the pills in toasted white chocolate God damn it I just don't understand that. I don't get it. But yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And it upsets me how good it is. Quite good. I'd say it's made up for the sandwich. No. Maybe if we would have dunked the sandwich in these. Now, are you not going to finish your first frozen drink because you're concerned about caffeine content?
0: Correct. (gasps) Nathan. I'm concerned. Like you said, I never, never, ever drink coffee. I barely ever drink caffeine in any form. So you're going to start scratching your skin off soon here. Yeah, I feel like this is going to do things to me that I don't want to happen. (laughs) So I'm going to leave it there even though Now You know how I
1: feel with every goddamn spoiler snack we've ever done, Nathan.
0: (laughs) I want you to understand how much this means in terms of my self-control development. The fact that I can stop drinking this thing that I find very tasty. I'm surprised. I am honestly surprised that you are exercising such restraint right now. Speaking of restraint... In the beginning of Frozen 2, Elsa creates thousands of ice daggers in the sky. I would call them more uh, crystals, but... And they all fall at once. How many Arendellians do you think died gruesome deaths? (laughs) I mean, at least six or seven. I know it's kind
1: of a small town, but uh, she really has no regard for anybody when she's out shooting ice daggers all around. Like, she... There's a lot... And A... Uh, she saves the town by just like putting up an ice wall from this huge amount of water coming. That's not how physics works. That's not how fluid dynamics works. That water doesn't just hit the wall and then go, Well, guys, we can't go that way. Better just calm down and go back. Like, it doesn't work that way. That place is still going to have a high water level for years to come. Uh, one of the many holes <laughs>
0: in this movie, I have to say. I, I think that another part that didn't really work for me was when... We are to assume that Elsa and Olaf are dead. Yeah. It, I think that it was supposed to carry a lot of emotional weight. Didn't. And it doesn't. And then Anna Anna sings oh, I gotcha. an extremely sad song. Yeah. And she mentions succumbing to the darkness. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What is this song? Not for him. And am I to assume that they're actually dead? Because obviously they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I had dollar signs in my eyes, which prevented tears from coming out. Of course. And, and like early on, both Anna and Olaf mentioned the idea of permanence yeah. and like how much, how great it is that things will always be the same. And like from the beginning, I was like, man, is someone actually going to die? Like, is that where they're going with this? Because why are they talking so much about like complacency and like things lasting forever if something's not going to last forever? But I think that's all just to set up the. Fake death. Well, you could say that, but you could also say it's the
1: memory of their ancestors and grandfather that kind of die in this film because they think of him as such a wonderful man, and it turns out he's a real piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I, um,. I I think we're on the same page that once they kind of tell the story in the beginning about the two sides fighting in the forest, yeah. it becomes pretty clear. Like, okay, this is a movie about colonialism. Yeah, but guess what? I guess who did it wrong? I was genuinely surprised that it ended up being like the grandfather himself who started. I thought it would just be like, oh, like their side From started. Understanding, but or like, something. I I feel like the movie is trying to deal with a more specific problem of like descendants making up for the wrongs of their ancestors mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that can apply to of course a lot of things in our society today but like yeah. I think specifically about like things like reparations mm-hmm. to Native Americans or to descendants of slaves or mm-hmm. it's like on a She realizes that she doesn't have to make up for it, but that the best way to go forward is to make up for those injustices, like to acknowledge them. And so I found that actually pretty interesting. I thought that was like, that went a bit deeper than I thought it would.
1: It did. And I do like that because, you know, kind of taught us just like in the real world, the only way to get people out of the frozen fall forest is to break the dam uh so i was very happy about that too but no i in all seriousness i do i was impressed that they kind of went that far uh with that message normally disney likes to kind of stay away from things like that um especially you know i guess i'm trying to i'm trying to remember pocahontas now to a detailed level but i think it still wasn't as as brutal i guess as as this one was Mm -hmm. um so i was i was taken aback by that and that was you know good for disney for for getting it out there and and kind of you know, starting a conversation with the animated kids movie.
0: Uh, I think that the kids will understand once they're about seventeen, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I will say uh, when Anna goes to convince the Arendellian soldiers to like let the giants destroy the dam.
1: It was like two seconds
0: so easily. Like, the guy, as like she doesn't even give an explanation. <laughs> no, he's like, okay, so uh, the things I believed for decades yeah. are completely false. How can you prove it? And she's like, I saw. An ice sculpture. She literally goes, my sister gave her life for
1: the truth. <laughs> and he's it. just like, oh, not like what truth or like what What do you, <laughs> yeah. how'd she die? Yeah. Like what happened? Like it's we're like, letting
0: a lot ride on this like, right now.
1: Let's bang our shields and, and get some monsters to throw some rocks. Like <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like the plot, I think sucked in this movie. Sucked. Even when, uh God, I can't remember her name now. Elsa gets like, gets to her home. Which is just like an acid trip for seven year olds, basically. It's like not much is there. Like, you're the fifth element. It's you. Like, I wanted a wise old woman there, like a wise old man to be like, you came from this. But instead, it's just like
0: ice. Well, when they reveal that she's the fifth element, I'm like, all right, what is going to be different going forward? Like, it's water, wind, fire, and earth. Obviously, ice. her, like, she has ice power so that's obviously water and I mean, you could argue water and air yeah. but like if she's some kind of culmination of the four elements wouldn't she have more powers i, I mean, don't think she's a culmination i should i think she's an addition you think like life. ice or like her her in general don't. she's the fifth one don't. but like but that clearly this when movie I, was not well thought when it. i mentioned earlier that i feel like they could open up this world to more characters and to more yeah. interesting things is because like Bring a what, fire. Villain. It's very like Last Airbender like. Like they yeah. could have like how like the Last Airbender had like four seasons, one yeah. for each element. Mm-hmm. They could have a movie where like she could meet some. I, mean, I know there was like the giants were the earth, and there was yeah. the little toad was like the fire and stuff. But, like, a the little lizard. The little lizard. But uh, but like I feel like they could they could open up this world and they're like it's. I feel like they're trying to. I mean, they're they're trying to set up this bigger fantasy world, but I don't think it really went anywhere that interesting yet.
1: Do you think the next movie will be called Frozen or Melted, question mark, with the
0: little fire lizard? Um, If it is called Melted, I hope that Starbucks or some other place also has a melted Thanksgiving sandwich Mm. that has more liquidy texture. I would like that. Somebody could use their fire powers to get it a little softer.
1: You know what's interesting is that Thanksgiving is a pretty cheese-light meal, now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. Because thinking of making it a melt, not a lot of cheese. Cheesy potatoes, maybe?
0: Yeah. Um, but that's Mac pretty and much cheese, it. maybe but that's not. Mac
1: and cheese. What the fuck? What are you doing at Thanksgiving?
0: So, speaking of fire, the fire in this movie is like purple, pinkish purple. Yeah. Do you think that had the fire been red that that one scene would have been like too scary for too kids? Traumatic. The one like the whole the whole forest is burning. Like if it was with yeah. real still looking fire, I feel like that could have been a pretty like, I think it was just hellish a, a guy
1: accidentally bumped the hue <laughs> switch while they were when they clicked. <laughs>
0: And they were like, oh, we Ooh, printed it already. It's
1: too late. Already hit. Already hit print.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I did They print it in sheets of paper. I didn't really <laughs> frame by frame. Of course, we can't. We show, we can't cancel we it now. Held up to a
1: very bright light. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't really understand that either. And like the water element, I guess is a horse. Is that what we're supposed to take from it? Is that the element? The horse guy who's like beating her up in the ocean for no reason.
0: Like, yeah. What I are you trying to so. come in my ocean? Who? What was the air then? Ah, uh, the the
1: gale, the leaves, the wind. Oh right. Okay. Who Olaf yeah. named Gale, which I loved, like gale force winds. Uh, I thought was a very clever.
0: Again, yeah. Olaf only great thing. <laughs> I liked when uh, near the end Elsa is like affirming to Anna that she's important too, and she says each bridge has two sides, and our parents had two daughters, and I was like, what is that? that could not be a, more of a horse shit explanation to like console her about being purposeless.
1: You are part of the ice element too, Anna.
0: See, the movie could have been like, "Oh, Anna also has powers," but instead they they made the choice to make her human, which is good, like some people have powers, some don't. But why go out of the way to have that line to like reassure her like it doesn't matter, you're not like Elsa, and that's yeah. fine. Why do you have to be two parts of a bridge? That's who what can? I'm saying. This movie is like not well thought through it's not well written there's no point to this movie like they frustrates me nathan i did like one part which had almost nothing to do with anything else in the movie but Kristoff's like 80s love ballad
1: that was okay like was so fun the michael bolton type music video (laughs) was very well done i will give them that too uh i think that was the one that got the most laughs from the theater other than counting children's laughs for olaf breathing or existing (laughs) uh that one definitely got the most adult laughs and it was very well done (laughs) like very very spot on parody of of those cheesy 80s videos
0: i liked it oh i loved it other than that i don't want any more of it i forget how olaf says it exactly but like one of the last things in the film is uh, like, Olaf makes a comment about like being in peril all the time and if it's going to be a regular thing. Yeah. And Elsa is like, no, this is the last time. I know. And I was know. like, are they trying to imply or make you think that this is the last Frozen? Because it's not, it, there's no way it's going to be. What if it is? There's no way.
1: When, well, when she said that, I started thinking because I was like, okay, so they're trying to frame it like there's not going to be another one, but maybe they just won't be in peril. Maybe it'll be like a feel good Frozen goes to the beach day
0: hopefully they, they throw that in front of the next great Pixar movie yeah, yeah. and we all walk out and protest I would like that no
1: that line caught me off guard too because I was like why make such a why, why make the, why hold that statement
0: yeah that's how I thought about a lot of lines in this like most I'm like why most like why did they throw it in there doesn't make uh, again look I thought the movie was—I had some fun, but when I, you know, really break it apart piece by piece, there is a lot there that I thought was kind of done.
1: As most people will do with the (laughs) sequel, when they sit down and run some, you know, just in-depth film analysis, (laughs) they might find some things they don't like.
0: Do you have much left to say until I leave and go out into the the cold? Uh, I
1: do not. I'm glad you have that caffeine to keep your body warm, though. Uh, But no, I don't have much more to say. I think I think there's just there's not much to this movie, and it's just. It's a blatant cash grab in my mind. Like, honestly, I don't don't see any reason people should go see this movie other than their kids are literally begging them
0: to go. So we'd say
1: four stars?
0: Four and a half? Uh, Yeah, out
1: of like 100. Yeah, that's probably about right.
0: You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Podcast. And if you like
1: what you hear and you want to support the show, feel free to leave us a review, preferably a good one, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Give us a like or share or uh, what are the kids doing these days,
0: Nathan? Uh, Give us a TikTok. Is that a thing? Give us a talk. Give us a talk. You can also grab some of your very own Fast Food Film Friends merch at fastfoodfilmfriends.com or email us at fastfoodfilmfriends at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to eat or watch next time. That's right.
1: Also you can follow us on Instagram at Fastfood Film Friends, at Facebook at Fast Food Film Friends, or Twitter at FFFF Podcast. Be sure to drop us a line and just uh, you know, tell us what you thought of this terrible movie or uh you know what you like to do with your Thanksgiving leftovers. And until then, farewell. farewell.